Digital, of course. I'm your host, Abhishek, and with me are our experts, Neil Ghosh and Satyabhita Dash. Guys, say hello. Hello. Hello, guys. What's up? Well, you know what's up. The clouds are up and the rains are down. <laughs> so yet another day when the match has been washed away and today is especially heartbreaking for Indians as India's match against New Zealand has been washed away. Yes, this is terrible. I, I don't remember how long back or if I've ever seen this kind of effect. I don't know how many more matches it's going to be affected, but it's really disappointing. I'm not feeling that heat in the evening that I come back from work and just a match will be happening like IPL days. It's really disappointing. It looks like matches are happening in bits and pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Twitter is abuzz with lots of jokes, but so many matches being washed out raises serious questions regarding scheduling and the management of the World Cup. So today there is an article on ESPN Cricket Info where they have mentioned that the other boards and even ICC should take some kind of lessons from Sri Lanka Cricket Board. They have linked the 2015 article by Sharda Ugra and she had noted how quick and how precise the Sri Lankan groundsmen are. In England, it's still cricket board probably doesn't have money or it's still not the primary game for them because football is the number one and they would do anything for that. Covered stadium, the lakhs of people in same dress code supporting their clubs. But when it comes to cricket, you only see the Desis like Indians and Pakistan. Not even the home team gets the support uh, that the South Asian countries get. So the money cannot be a problem, right? I mean, England along with Australia and India is one of the part of the big three. And the big three have twisted the rules in their favor so badly that most of the money goes to these two. The money cannot be a problem. It has to be probably a case of following this thing. Because even in India, only Eden Gardens has covers which cover full ground rather than only the pitch and surrounding areas. So That's actually the biggest ground and ironically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So not even South Asian nations are following this uh, practice from Sri Lanka. But for World Cup, at least this thing must have been tried. Speaking of crucial matches, I was really expecting to see the West Indies-South Africa match, uh, which got washed out. Uh, they actually, it started on 29 for 2 or something and West Indies yeah. seemed to have an upper hand. But that was that would have been a great game of cricket. Who knows, maybe South Africa would have been all out by 150. <laughs> G yeah, given the form, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's not impossible and I was really uh, saying one of my friends the other day that the Bangladesh-South Africa match in any other World Cup probably I would have said it's an upset but I think it's not an upset anymore. It's, uh, I yeah. thought Bangladesh could win and South Africa could, could probably win and given the losing trot of South Africa I thought Bangladesh had higher chances even before the game started and yeah. they actually beat some decent teams at their home uh, recently in one day series right. And they're in a good mix. I think those days where Bangladesh beating any teams could have been called an upset. I think those days are fairly behind us. Maybe Afghanistan beating some team can be called upset. But Bangladesh definitely have moved ahead in that league. But ironically, if Afghanistan beats Bangladesh, I would not say that it's an upset. Because maybe recently, Afghanistan has fared quite uh, well against Bangladesh also. The problem with Afghanistan is in this World Cup, none of the other minnows are playing. And you know, in every World Cup, they all the minnows had the chances against the fellow minnows. <laughs> so now Bangladesh is the only team which came after qualifying. Maybe there are other test teams which also qualified, like West Indies, but Bangladesh is a non relatively new team in the test arena and weaker team in the points perspective. 
so they are in pressure in every match basically so i would say uh, it's fair uh, that bangladesh yeah they had got some uh, close matches but they are extremely extremely better team than other teams those who are not playing in the world cup so i will probably say they are really playing to their best and who knows they might really upset some team in the coming games if there is no rain what was the country to whose leader modi ji presented some kind of uh, signed bat or something and tendulkar tweeted that hey thanks for cricket diplomacy so it was the president of maldives when i read that news that tendulkar has thanked modi ji for cricket diplomacy so i really thought ki oh modi ji seems to have extended some kind of olive leaf to pakistan because exactly that's what i thought yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyone would have thought why gifting a bat to maldives uh, premier is qualified as cricket diplomacy is beyond me because maldives is not known to be high on cricket even watching cricket let alone playing <laughs> this earlier this week yuvraj singh announced his retirement from international cricket even ipl so neil what's your fondest memories of yuvraj oh man i know everybody's fondest memory is the six sixes but i won't forget uh, his match in the icc tournament against australia i had heard his name in the under 19 arena he was absolutely famous because of that and when he came to bat and sidhu said pied piper of punjab and he basically glorified him so much and my expectation was high and i thought uh, this is it after uh, the sachins the gangulis and the dravid he's the new permanent player for me see, i i mean i was lucky uh, to witness that under 19 match which yuvraj played against australia i was seeing that actually uh, i mean of course in tv so <laughs> so you played up so much everybody would talk really i was going to ask were you there at the stadium where were you? <laughs> how are you looking <laughs> yeah i know no, i was watching that that 19 or 20 odd balls 50 in fact at that time i used to follow the career of yuvraj singh and ritinder singh sodhi so ritinder and basically uh, in that team mohammad kef was the captain and ritinder singh sodhi i think was the vice captain yes. and then uh, uv was one of those batsmen so so both of these two i mean players i used to follow their career quite uh, uh, closely and for me again i would say the fondest memories champions trophy because i was there in my village i was watching with all my village brothers and in one black and white tv uh, so that with 20 people and then this new kid playing in his second match i think in first match he didn't get a chance to bat and that 84 runs the first first shot was a straight drive boundary then i think again after that a pull shot it was fantastic innings and in that match uh, he not only batted uh, for those 84 runs uh, he also took some wickets he took a brilliant catch at point so that champions trophy is something that i would always remember uh, and then of course natwesh trophy final six success 2011 world cup celebrations yeah i mean i can to be honest i can't remember all those uh, moments actually and in fact we used to follow when tendulkar would come and we would see him bat but after that we also got excited for india's middle order so that was something i mean okay tendulkar is going all out okay now someone is coming who can play with a strike rate more than of 100 and he can win matches he can play in pressure so that was something beautiful about yuvraj singh's batting and for all the memories that he has given to us 
I think one shot I miss a lot from Yura Singh is that I don't know. It's a kind of a flick to six. Yeah, it's sort of a flick. So I think a couple of uh, sixes in those six sixes were that kind. Of- I actually don't remember any of his innings. To be honest, I watched him live in World Cup 2011 in India versus Ireland match. This was a slow pitch uh, at Chinnaswamy, and uh, I think he made some 30 odd runs or something, and he took a couple of wickets. he was battling the cancer at that time so he was yeah. not very fit and uh, not as energetic as he used to be earlier yeah nobody except him probably knew about it yeah. but uh, it was a great effort i think he was the man of the match in the quarter finals against australia yeah he got some yeah. wickets as well yeah so he was man of the series in 2011 world cup yes but again as i say the memories that we have got of yuvraj are not just because he was a great batsman or he was a great fielder we do not remember yuvraj just because of his six sixes or his 2011 world cup we probably remember him because of the time when he was playing and that reminds us of our most fondest memories he made his debut in 2000 and most of us were in senior school or early college those days we were young we did not have responsibilities our parents were younger they were fitter <laughs> and that time reminds us of those days and yuvraj who came with a new never say die attitude even though most of us knew that he is going to retire he is not playing in ipl his performance was not enough to give him an extended run in ipl though he tried a lot uh, after the cancer he went to europe he tried to be fit and all but we knew that the road is ending for him but still this retirement kind of made us sad because yuvraj at his peak reminded us of our days when we were probably at the mm-hmm. and that very nicely put and that is probably the best thing that yuvraj has done for us as a cricket audience and for us as human beings yeah. his highest score actually came uh, after his illness it was in yeah. katak 150 or yeah. it was one of the memorable winnings uh, that i remember and yeah so do you think he would have been picked up if uh, in india squad if he didn't have taken retirement a lot of people still think so as per no, no, I, no i don't no, think i don't think so yeah See people like Prisha Pant, Prithvi Shaw. They are waiting in the wings. Other yeah. than the 19 guys, they have been. Don't forget Shreyasher. Shreyasayya Shubman Gill. <laughs> All these guys are still waiting for their chance. There was no way in the hell that Yuvraj could have made a comeback. Yeah, it's not like yeah. South Africa, right? Every time they just turn back to, hey, Abi, you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, I just to continue. I mean, just to put one more point with you. See every. I in fact I was searching for that interview, the 2000 interview. I would never forget Ganguly's prophetic uh, interview. Actually, that was before this match against Australia, that 84 innings match. That uh, when Yuvraj was batting in the nets, that Saurav Ganguly actually told that I have not seen anyone who who hits the ball as hard as Yuvraj Singh. So I I was searching for that line. I'm still not getting, but I clearly remember. because it just has each so deep in my memory and he said that yuvraj's bowling will always be taken lightly but he would be someone like ravi sastri that who would actually keep picking on wickets and batsmen would continue to ignore him but he will find a way to take wickets and that was so prophetic his yeah. career exactly was like that and in fact after that great start yuvraj didn't play well for a i mean for almost a year or so but ganguly believed that yuvraj uh, is the man who is needed for that middle order and he gave him a lot of chances and by the time 2003 world cup came 
Yubras was already one of the those established batsmen. Um, yeah, he had a, he had really good eye for uh, these kind of thing, and he was very less uh, jargonish and to the point. And what he yeah. observed is is on the field, not much of the off the field. I don't know off the field. A lot of controversies were there, and uh, yeah. So th- this is true actually for any newcomer. If you give time and if you don't have a fear of being dropped in the next match, because there is two more wicketkeeper uh, sitting on the bench, like what happened now. Yeah. And if you don't run your team selection with a bureaucracy, then it gives a lot of space to the newcomers and confidence to them as well. I have one confession to make here. I have not always been a fan of Yuvraj. I'll give the reasons why. So, if you guys have read the book by Yuvraj Singh, so in that book he talks about his cancer and basically he talks about his struggle throughout the 2011 World Cup and uh, how he was battling. Cancer, how he was vomiting during every match. This description of what was his condition in every match and how he just struggled through the entire World Cup. And then in 2011, the IPL was just after the World Cup. And then there is no mention of his struggles in the IPL, which I found very weird because I understand that IPL has got contract and it has a lot of money involved. But then I found that I felt it weird that there was absolutely no mention of his struggles during the IPL and why he did not try to get out of IPL that season if he was so much ill. So yeah, maybe, maybe he was still not sure at that time that he is already suffering from cancer because I think he also played after the IPL. India, I think, went to England and he was also playing in the test matches. And I also remember a partnership with Rahul Ravid. Maybe they made a 100 out partnership. Still, he was playing. But after that, suddenly, I think... Uh, Maybe they, he might be thinking it's something, a different sort of ailment or some, because during that Australia series or before that, maybe between that England and Australia series, came to know that, okay, this thing was actually cancerous. I, I'm just hoping, I mean, I have not read the book, uh, of course, but I think that he knew that he's struggling, but he might not have known that actually it is cancer. So that might would have otherwise you would not have played i think yeah i really hope uh, what you're yeah. saying is correct yeah because in the book it seemed a little weird to me and second instance was uh, in the 2014 world cup final between india and sri lanka t20 world cup this was after he had come back from cancer and everything and uh, in that match he was very very slow and india scored just 130 for four in the 20 overs and uh, sri lanka just had too easy yuvraj singh he scored 11 of 21 balls and he was very very slow and he was not even able to get out when he tried and like many others i thought that yuvraj was responsible Many voices said that it's incorrect to blame him for this defeat because he got us victory in the 2011 World Cup. And I thought, he, yes, he got us victory in the 11 World Cup and then we praised him for it. And here he kind of let us down here and we are blaming him for it. And that is fair point on that. But yeah, I was critical of him at times. Yeah, I mean, that was his style of game, right? So in some matches, you would, I mean, he was, he was not known to be consistent. But I mean, the matches where you would play well, he would just win matches single-handedly. So his international T20 career is way, way better than his uh, IPL career, which is quite weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of the big names, apart from uh, probably MS Dhoni, didn't really make a lot of mark in the IPL when it began, actually, in 2008. Like the Ricky Pontings, the Glenn McGrath, the Gangulis, the Tendulkar. Tendulkar probably has 100. I don't see a lot of knocks in IPL from him. So that has been a trend that the international cricketers was, who were expected to do in the IPL, in the, in the series in the beginning, did not really play well up to the mark. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, thanks to the rain, uh, Star Sports uh, got a lot of free time to discuss about Yura Singh and show. And they really put up uh, a lot of content about Yura Singh in a short notice during the rain. And in interestingly, Gautam Gambhir, the member of parliament, has, was also <laughs> called as a panel member. And I, I was really thinking, wasn't it a very awkward situation? They were counting the achievements of uh, Yura Singh, like World Cup final and T20 World Cup 2007 in front of Gautam Gambhir, not even mentioning about his contribution. And remember, Gautam Gambhir was the top scorer in both the final that India won in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, Gautam Gambhir's contribution in both those finals is actually immense. He played as important knocks as Dhoni or Yuvraj Singh. I mean, in fact, in the finals, Yuvraj Singh didn't play. In 2007 final against Pakistan also, I think he scored, he didn't score a lot. And uh, in 2011 also, the top scorers were Dhoni and Gambhir. So, best of luck to Yuvraj Singh for his future endeavors. I have uh, read that he has been trying to get permission from BCCI to play in uh, T20 leagues across the world because BCCI has this policy of not allowing Indian cricketers to go abroad and play. So, Irfan Pathan, he was in the draft for Caribbean Premier League, but uh, he has also taken his name back. So, Why is that? Irfan Pathan is anywhere, not getting selected anywhere. Not even yeah, I don't know what happened there, but uh, he has taken his name back. Maybe because he has not officially retired. So, Yubra Singh has retired okay. and yeah, maybe he would get his chances. Correct. People should learn from the West Indian cricket. They play everywhere in the world except for the West Indies. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Polar, Dwayne Bravo, where are they? Yeah, but then the Caribbean board does not have that same kind of clout as BCCI has, right? BCCI may arm twist other boards to not let this player play. What's the primary reason? Injury? I don't know. I mean, maybe this is the exclusivity which Indian cricketers command. Yes, I I think that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Indians cannot play outside and Pakistan cannot play in India. <laughs> like in IPL, Pakistanis can play in every other international. See, BCCI allows our women uh, players to play in different leagues. Like Smriti Mandana and Harman Preet, they play okay. in... They yeah. play in Australia. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. But then India have been allowing for county cricket since the beginning of the board. Uh, currently, I think Pujara and uh, uh, Ajinkya Rahane played for some county team. And yeah. Yeah, but how much is the viewership of the county cricket, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so it's definitely not injury or anything. Else. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of county cricket, uh, did, did you notice the ground sizes of England? I mean, I remember a long, long time back there was a tree inside the ground. It was probably Kent. For uh, its sizes, I am surprised by the shapes. Yeah, I remember a long, long time uh, in school, I think my brother used to say that the only oval-shaped uh, ground they have is the oval and they proudly named it after the shape <laughs> because everything else is a square or pentagon or octagon. Even Lord's is a square ground. It's supposed yeah. to be the mecca of cricket. <laughs> the oval is also not oval, actually. They were trying to make a circle. It's, it looks like that somebody was trying to draw the oval by hand and whatever they could draw, that became <laughs> shape of the stadium. At least they put the rope in oval shies over there but in other grounds they cannot put that they put the rope in a polygon shape so guys this is probably the second or third week of the world cup what are your most memorable i won't say memories because it is too early to be memories <laughs> your most memorable moments from this world cup still 
I don't know. It's probably Wahabria's batting like yesterday night or day before yesterday. I mean, it was the Australia last time. He had a wonderful spell in 2015. And then uh, he did something really great with batting towards the end. Uh, he couldn't win the match thanks to the Mr. Captain who was even going below the <laughs> ball, Safraz Ahmed. And uh, I... Uh, Heard that remark from you the other day that he, in the presentation. Apparently, he said the <laughs> top four batsmen should play well and the bowler should bowl well because he comes at number five. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about the performance of Sarfraz is that old meme which started with that movie PK Sarfraz yeah. Sarfraz <laughs> When Indians and Pakistanis will get a new meme for him. In the other matches, uh, finally England beat uh, Bangladesh after two World Cups. <laughs> I mean, England is seriously looking like a bunch of great batting lineup, and they've yeah. been doing really, really well in all matches. Did you see that screenshot the other day we shared, uh, where the last few matches of England, I think ten matches or something, they scored three hundred in every game. So England batting has been so dominating exactly. since that yeah. out of 22 innings, they have scored 300 plus 18 times, 350 plus 7 times, and 400 plus 3 times. 400 yeah. plus, this is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was saying they might cross 500 in one of these matches. I think on that day, both the wicket keepers and Jason Roy would score 100. Do you know two players who are playing in 2019 and they also played in 2003 World Cup, long, long time back. So it's Chris Gale, of course, and the other one is Murtaza, the Bangladesh captain, of course. But one more interesting thing, uh, who made his debut in 90s, but he unfortunately did not play 2003 World Cup because he was dropped. Tell me player who did his debut in 1999. Hyderabad's Damad, Shohab Malik. So he's the only player probably playing in this World Cup who played in 90s. This actually reminds me of uh, Javed Miyadad. So when I first started watching World Cup 1992 and then he played in 1996 also. And I was really blown away with the fact that he has played all the World Cup so far. Have you seen a World Cup final match, somebody making a debut? Okay. It's 2007 T20 World Cup. I think Yusuf Patan made a debut. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. That was very weird. I didn't even know in the domestic circuit. So I thought, what kind of name is that at the top? And I have never heard of it. <laughs> So one more last trivia. Uh, tell me one player who played for two countries. Obviously not Morgan. Test matches. Whistles. Yes, Kepler whistles. So yeah. he played for Australia in eighties. Uh, in fact, he played eighty-three World Cup from Australia when India won the World Cup, and then he retired in eighty-seven because he probably had some uh, dispute with the board. Also, he didn't want to play. And now in ninety-two, when South Africa were allowed to play test matches, they were back to the international arena. He was handed up the captaincy because he already moved to South Africa by that, which, yeah. is, which was his home country. And, uh, that's a very interesting thing that somebody comes back out of retirement to play for another country. Do you have any such facts? I don't know if you guys uh, read that news or not, but Pakistani players wanted to have some kind of special celebration or send-off when they took any Indian trip. And apparently, uh, it went to be a Prime Minister, no less, and he rejected that move. So, this is the story of this World Cup where there is so much to talk about everything that is in periphery except what is on the ground between the two stumps. Between the two stumps, there are bells which are sticky. That's another problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to cut you off. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, the zinger bales have taken a lot of zing out of the game. Yeah, and this is weird that the bales are just not getting dislodged. If balls with Bumrah's pace is not able to dislodge the bales, then I'm not sure what will. Awesome. So we'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, if you're in Twitter, follow us as a post well and retweet. Uh, we're trying our best to make the episodes happen more frequently. Now that the World Cup is there, we have a lot of content to talk about. So might expect another episode next week. Till then, enjoy the World Cup. Pray not for rain.